I'm Trisha. And I'm Layla. Grab a cocktail and come join us for a little boozy banter with with friends. friends. (laughs) Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always complain about like September kind of being my busiest month, which it was mostly, but I feel like I'm right in the middle of busy, busy again. You know, you are. I I, I don't know how that happened, but I'm one of those people that's like, I like to plan ahead, but then when the plans start to come up, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) this is way too much shit for me. (laughs) And then. Why did I agree to this? I know. And then what do I do? I like, I add more plans to that. And then I'm like, this is too much. Like, I I can't. So, um, yeah, I'm right at that, like, ready to cry point, you know, where I've, I've piled too much shit on to myself and <sighs> I need a breather. It's just going to get worse as we're going into the holidays, too. <laughs> No, thanks. Which is right around the corner, by the way. So, after we, after all of that, yeah. What are you drinking? I'm still drinking wine. (laughs) Well, it's because we're still doing a Zoom recording, too. Exactly. We are. Got, I upgraded and got a little fancy. Oh. And I am drinking some crusted Irish whiskey from Jameson. It's called Jameson Crusted. Uh-huh. It's Irish whiskey that you can only get in Ireland, uh-huh. and uh, I brought home a bottle. And tell us a little about it. It is smelling it now. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. For them, it's like this crusted brand is like their mixer. Oh, okay. But it's sweet and smooth. Nice. Okay. It's sweet and smooth. It's uh, it's really good. Yeah, actually. Huh. Not bad. It's like for their mixer, it's pretty decent. Okay. You'll have to take a picture of that so I can post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Very Yeah, nice. but it's actually not bad for like a like a cheap right. Jameson whiskey. Okay. I mean, according to them, it's like it's on the cheaper side. Um, right. but it's it's good and you can only get it in Ireland. They don't sell it in uh the States. So I know we like to do dumb crook news. We like to do dumb news. So go we ahead do. with the dumb so crook. I was. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you this dumb criminal news. Okay. It's about a Nebraska funeral home worker who collected a dead body from his home and was caught returning to give attention to the man's widowed doll companion. Wait, what? Wait, what? Exactly. Yes, that's exactly it. So the dead guy has a doll companion. Yes, yes. Okay. And the uh, funeral home worker was caught returning to the scene to give attention to it. Where was the, the doll? Inside the man's home. Oh, Let me tell you the story. Oh, okay. Tell me the story. 41-year-old Ryan Smith was arrested last Friday on a litany of charges <laughs> that stem from an incident that is shockingly amusing, disturbing, 
and sad all at the same time. Smith, who works at Mid-America's First Call, a company that collects deceased individuals for transport and afterlife care, was sent with a co-worker to remove a man from a Rock Creek apartment in Sarpy County, Nebraska. While inside the home, Sapp apparently noticed the deceased man had a lifelike doll intended for mature purposes. (laughs) (laughs) This would prove to be the catalyst that led to his arrest and loss of employment. It seems Smith was smitten with the now-widowed love doll to such an extent that he had an overwhelming compulsion to return and express his feelings physically. Oh! According to authorities, Smith called the property manager later in the day, claiming he was asked by the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office to pick up the doll to be swabbed for DNA. The property manager, realizing the absurdity of the request, denied Smith access to the dwelling. Apparently, Smith's intentions outweighed his common sense, and he was going to be, and he wasn't going to be a little thing like burglary or criminal trespassing to keep him from the object of his desires. <laughs> I love a little later, doing. the property manager was going about. His daily tasks <laughs> when he heard strange noises coming from inside the now vacant unit. Oh. However, when he tried to enter, he found the door was deadbolted and chained from the inside. Smith, who was inside, apparently provided some DNA, sa- <laughs> DNA for that sample oh. and walked out looking flush. And his clothes in a disheveled state. (laughs) Upon being confronted by the property manager, Smith decided to double down and threatened to come back with a warrant for the love doll if the manager wouldn't let him take it. At this point, the property manager had enough of Smith as well as his threat and lies, and he called the sheriff's office and reported the incident in its entirety. The police, who had already been there earlier for the man's death investigation, returned to have a look and realized someone had indeed broken in and removed several items. It now seems Smith's request for the doll's DNA sampling has numb has now come true as the doll has been sent to Douglas County Crime Lab to collect evidence in the case against Smith. Ew. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your dumb crook news for the day. <laughs> I loved how you gave the same level of burglary to murder. Like, thank you, I'm glad. Thank it you, was thank equal. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to read this because this is just too good. Mm. Too good not to share. Ew. That's a whole lot of ew. That's a whole lot of ooze, but also oh so good to hear. It was like <laughs> I the level 
of stupidity always amazes me. Always. Like, I'm always surprised at how stupid people truly can be. Like, what possesses somebody? Like, oh, let me go collect this dead body. And, ooh, look at that sex doll in the corner. I think she's giving me the eyes. She wants me to come back and, like, well, visit her later. Ew. <laughs> I know. It was so good. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway. So that that story, like true crime, doesn't even tie into what I'm about to tell you today at all. Oh, yeah? Like they're they're two different subjects completely. I hope so. I hope you don't have another <laughs> so, story similar to that because I'd be like, well, that's obviously a thing. <laughs> right. What, I, what I'm talking about has literally nothing to do with news, crooks. True crime, any of that. It, really, but you got. You know what we've never talked about in any of our episodes in the two and a half years we've been doing this? What? Superstitions. Really? Really. I had to go back and look because I'm like, I swear that's got to be a topic we've talked about. I'm sure we've done fairy tales. We've done, you know, games, obviously. Mm-hmm. We've done nursery rhymes, but we, have, we not. have not done superstitions. Oh, my goodness. I know. Good. Trisha. I surprised even myself, and I'm part of this podcast. So <laughs> you're a major player in this podcast I know. I, like i said i had to go back like i went into our like list of podcasts and i'm scrolling through and i'm like not one superstition in here anyhow are you superstitious oh not really not really no at all like there aren't even like a few that you're like no no? no, I mean, I know of some, I know of like, if you, if salt tips over, throw some salt over, I don't know what shoulder, but I know it's a certain shoulder, um, <laughs> uh, pennies, like you always pick up penny, uh, facing heads, heads up, up right. Not tails down, but honestly, isn't just a penny, a penny, right? I mean, and then, um, don't walk underneath a ladder. Mm-hmm. However, I used to do that all the time. So that's not a thing. Which, you know, um, when I've gone to D.C. to, I mean, I guess it's technically, I would consider it a ladder scaffolding, right? People I don't think walk so. I on think it. It's different than a real ladder. Anyhow, I feel like I'm always walking under something in D.C. because they're always doing some sort of construction, but... I mean, a black cat crossing your path. I mean, Diablo used to walk in front of us all the time. That's not a thing. What, does it does it cancel it out if it's your own black cat? I don't... <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think those are the only superstitions that I'm familiar with. Well, that come to mind right off the bat. Right. Like if somebody tells you to name something, you're like, I don't know. But when you hear them, you're like, I do that all the time, actually. So 
I've heard lots of different types of superstitions throughout the years, especially there are some weird ones that I grew up with because like by nature, Asians are superstitious, you know, like New Year's Eve, you New Year's Eve, your house has to be clean and you have to have money in your wallet or else you're you're going to be poor all year and your house is going to be dirty. (laughs) Isn't there something about eating a certain amount of grapes? Oh, I don't know. On New Year's Eve? I don't know about grapes, but in the for Filipinos, it's noodles. Like birthdays, holidays, you eat a noodle dish because noodles represent long life. Uh, There's a... uh urban legend about grapes on new year's eve and also something about luggage oh on new year's eve as well like okay and then my mom luggage and take your luggage down the street oh. like you're supposed to have travel or something huh. for the new year i know my mom used to always tell us like you have to be with family on news new year's eve so you keep your family close throughout the year which mm. I kind of feel like is a ploy to just get your family to be with you on New Year's <laughs> Eve. But uh, I don't know, you know. But so again, like, I feel like I've heard a lot of different superstitions throughout my life. And I perform a lot of like, superstitious ritual. Do you really? Due to that being what I grew up with versus actually believing it. You know what I mean? Okay. But you still um, do it. Yeah, I still do it because like it it just feels wrong if you don't. I mean because it's so routine. Right. There are some people that take it very seriously. Like there are people, there are people out there that are like, oh my God, you can't do this because of that or whatever. You know. That's on you. I I don't do that. (laughs) I think for the most part, most people, if they do things like, like you said, throwing the salt or whatever, it's because it just makes you uneasy to not do it because you've done it your whole life. Like, it's kind of second nature because that's how people were raised. You know what I mean? Not doing it is weird. Versus. Exactly. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to look at more the more common superstitions um, and why we have them. Like, where did they come from? Like, why do we do that? Because our parents told us? Or did they really originate from somewhere? I, I mean, it won't stop people from actually doing it, knowing the reasons why or knowing that it doesn't really make any difference. But it's always <laughs> nice to know, right? It's good to know. Yeah. So I chose... And the more you know. <laughs> exactly. I chose Lucky Seven. Oh, I do like seven. <laughs> right? That's one of my favorite numbers. Exactly. Because it's supposed to be lucky. Why? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't research that, but I did choose seven <laughs> for luck. <laughs> We're extremely informational here. We are. You know, we've always talked about that. So, okay. We don't hide things. We don't. We don't. So this is one I've heard my whole life. And I even say it to my kids to this day, uh, even though I, I really don't know why. It <laughs> It's bad luck to open an umbrella indoors. I've heard that. 
Do you do it? Like, will you no, open an umbrella? I, I know because I don't know why. Do you know why you wouldn't do it? No. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. So there really isn't a reason. Like, I think it's just one of those things that's been passed down for generations. But most historians think that this superstition started in Victorian England. Scientist and author Charles Panati explains in his book titled Extraordinary Origins of Everyday Things. In 18th century London, when metal spoked waterproof umbrellas began to become a common everyday thing, like, you know, to have an umbrella at all was like fairly new. Their stiff, clumsy spring mechanism made them veritable hazards to open indoors. A rigidly spoked umbrella opening suddenly in a small room could seriously injure an adult or a child or shatter a fragile object. Even a minor accident could provoke unpleasant words or a minor quarrel, themselves strokes of bad luck in a family or among friends. Thus, the superstition arose as a deterrent to opening an umbrella indoors. So you think about like modern day umbrellas, the way we have like even like a push button. Do you remember in the 70s? Like I would... 70s 80s like I would never I would never carry an umbrella because I hated the little like metal thing that you had to push and then to open it and then pull it back down it would always pinch the skin on my thumb I do know oh so even the cheaper umbrellas to this day still have them right and if it's not a push button umbrella I won't carry it and then if it has to be pulled back down i won't close it like i'll hand it off to don to make him close it because i'm afraid it's gonna pinch my fingers (laughs) so (laughs) if that's how i feel from the last like 40 years can you imagine in like the 1800s these metal umbrellas like I can't even imagine how they were constructed to open and close. (laughs) Like the number of bleeding digits that happened because you opened it wrong and you got your fingers pinched in this metal contraption. Like that was brand new, state of the art at the time. I would be like, if you open that shit inside, it's bad luck for the rest. You're going to die. Like I would say the same thing if that. I can see how that came about. Just great, 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 great ancestors (laughs) actually originated this superstition. (laughs) And knowing what I know now from my traumatized, you know, childhood of 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) 150 years ago, somebody was traumatized and was like, you know what? I'm starting this superstition so that nobody ever goes through this again. (laughs) That's what I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next on the list is a breaking a mirror will give you seven years of bad luck. 
Have you heard I've that? I heard that. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever broken a mirror? Um, I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have I seven? Mean, how many times do you have a compact that like drops and breaks and the mirror is broken? I'm fucking clumsy as fuck. Who <laughs> never graceful? Do you ever look at your life and think like, God, fuck's sake, did I break a mirror seven years ago? <laughs> Trisha, <laughs> do you fucking know me? <laughs> I'm going to have to say, remember, <laughs> once or 17 times. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, like I, I have broken a mirror and actually like kind of had a, a a mini freak out thinking that (laughs) for the next seven years, I'm going to have that. I couldn't tell you number one, when or where I broke that mirror. And number two, if it resulted in seven years of bad luck, I just know that I have broken multiple mirrors <laughs> over the years. So I don't know. If it were true, my life would be super miserable because I'm clumsy. Like I, I don't like shit all the time. I don't feel like you have a super miserable life. Exactly. But I know... <laughs> How much better could it be? <laughs> I mean, probably won like the lotto fifty thousand times now. Like I could be a millionaire if I hadn't broken like the fifty mirrors in my lifetime. So, anyhow, how did this get started? May you ask? I do ask. How did this superstition get started? <laughs> In ancient Greece. Really? Yes. People would consult mirror seers. That was a thing. Mirror seers. Mm. Who would tell their fortune based on their reflection. Damn mirrors have always been the basis of some kind of supernatural. (laughs) Sorry. Bless you. (laughs) See, that's what happens when you break a mirror. That's what happens when you make fun of breaking a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So uh, the mirror seers would dip a mirror in water and have the person look at their reflection. Oh. If it was distorted, they were going to die. Like, you're going to die. Dip the mirror in water and you look at your reflection and it's distorted, you're a goner. Okay, first of all, (laughs) mirrors back then can't be that good. And then if you dip them in water, (laughs) that's just going to make the image even more fucked up than it was the original image because the mirrors weren't that good to begin with. So I feel like this superstition was bound to fail. I don't know. But if it was clear, you would live. So, you know, everybody Hopefully was dying back the then. shit out of that mirror before they dipped it in water. So the water just rains off like Rain-X. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everybody was dying back then, I think. You're um, dead. You're dead. You're dead. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was paying somebody like a mirror seer 
to do I, I would want more options like, like would, okay first of all is I, this mirror going to be thoroughly clean before we dip it right want to make sure there's no oils smudges fingerprints anything on this mirror that would constitute water sticking to the mirror <laughs> to cause a distorted image <laughs> and if it's like slightly distorted if the water didn't just i i need more like life or death just isn't working for me like i need other <laughs> things you know like, like how long do i get to live after i see mm, this distorted image geez so the romans continued on with this whole you know looking in the mirror thing but they made a slight change to the whole oh thing. they did they believed that people's health changed in seven year cycles so oh. a distorted image from a broken mirror would mean seven years of misfortune and bad health rather than just being like you're dead. Like they they kind of softened the blow a little bit, you know. Because people are are evolving, they're living a little bit longer. Exactly. They're like they don't yeah. die at 17. Yeah. And I'm sure their mirror seers were like, yeah, we're not really raking in the dough, telling everybody that they're going to die, you know? Because no one wants to come to us. <laughs> I, if I hear from my neighbor's 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 neighbor that everybody that goes to you <laughs> gets a verdict of like, you're dead, like I would say, I'm not coming. going to you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to the more positive guy down the road. Right, right. Okay, here's another one. Okay. You mentioned it, and I don't usually do this, but I have heard of it. Mostly because I can't remember, you know, when, <laughs> when you spill salt, toss a pinch over your left shoulder to avoid bad luck. Oh, it's I, the left shoulder. Exactly. I've also heard that you can do it for good luck, like toss a pinch for good luck. I don't know. If I if I spill some salt and I really am like, oh shit, I spilled salt, I should toss a pinch. I'm like, eat shoulder because I can't remember. I can't remember which shoulder it is. So no I'm like idea. left and right. And hopefully it balances it out. You know, good luck, bad <laughs> luck. I don't know. <laughs> So <laughs> it's neutralizing it left then right or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. Salt has always been a prized asset for survival and spilling it has been considered unlucky for thousands of years. Thousands of that. years. Yeah. The ancient Sumerians were the ones that decided that throwing a pinch over your shoulder could change your luck. So oh, up until shit, that's old. 3,500 years ago, you know, if you spilled salt, you were a goner. But thanks to the Sumerians, they're like, oh, no, if you just toss a pinch yeah. over your salt, you're, you're fine. Yeah. Exactly. No worries. So the tradition spread to the Egyptians and then to the Assyrians and then to the Greeks. Salt is such a prized commodity that even the word 
salary was derived from the Roman word salarium or salt money. It was like a special stipend given to Roman soldiers to buy salt for seasoning. And yeah, that's where the word salary comes from. That's so interesting. Right? I I had no idea. Yeah. So that's why, you know, you're supposed to, for to negate the bad luck, throw that salt so that you can. Over the left. Uh, Is it left? Yes, you said left. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. (laughs) already (laughs) over your left shoulder i don't know like i said do both just to be safe so okay so here's one that everybody does like everybody does this okay which is knock on wood (gasps) oh son of a gun i forgot to mention that one right Knock on wood, like we've all done it. Like talking about something, you're like, "Oh my god, knock on wood!" Wood, right? But although, is it three knocks? Does it matter? Knock on wood. I go knock on wood. I do three knocks. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) You're like whatever. (laughs) Because from what I found, although everyone does it, the origin of why we do it. pretty unknown like there's really there's really no origin to that superstition one of the more common reasons though does come from the pagan belief that evil spirits inhabit wood really yeah see i'm not a big I, i don't know about pagan rituals I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about a lot of evil spirits. Right. So if you wanted something good to happen, you would knock on wood or touch wood to prevent the evil spirits from hearing or interfering in what you want to happen. (laughs) Or touch the wood. (laughs) So glad it wasn't me. You know, even though I was thinking it. I'm glad you said it. The way you laughed, I I live with somebody who would have been like, as soon as I said would, he would have been snickerings. As soon as you laughed, it's like living with my husband. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) So, which, you know, when I read that, that kind of cracked me up because I don't know how many times my uber religious oh my god praise the lord family was like knock on wood <laughs> girl you're gonna get a lot of shit from that no it's not the first time well, i don't know about trisha i think something's wrong with her you know what i'm just stating the facts ma'am second being the name of this episode <laughs> Super sissy, just the facts. <laughs> I just knocked on wood the other day because I was like talking about, we were flying and I said something about, oh, it's been like, um, we don't want anything happening. And I was like, just yet, knock on wood. And so I, I literally just did that. Right. Literally. So the next superstition, it's a common one. I said it twice today. And Don was like, what are you doing? God bless you. 
I didn't say God bless you. That's a superstition. It is. I was like, bless you, because this guy was sneezing his head off. And I'm like, dude, like, are you okay? Are you gonna have a heart attack? Because he was like, really sneezing. So I'm like, bless you. Hopefully, you're like, woohoo, saving a life here, because he was really struggling. But um, no, yeah, God bless you when you sneeze as a superstition. Although many cultures believe sneezing expels evil spirits. Did you know that? No, I did not. But thank you, allergy season. That's why all of my <laughs> evil spirits come out every year. Because damn. <laughs> 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 Woo. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's for, funny. For most of us, this actually has a very firm starting point. Like other religions or cultures may look at it as expelling evil spirits, but I know for us here in the U.S., there's there's an origin in the sixth century A.D. Disease was spreading through Italy, with the first symptom being chronic sneezing, followed quickly by death. Yeah. So, like, COVID would have been a nightmare for people. Like, sneezing. You're coughing with COVID. Coughing, sneezing, whatever. You're dead. So, (laughs) um, yeah, whatever was going on in Italy in sixth century was like, you sneezed, you were a goner. So a Pope Gregory the Great. See, okay, so this was another, I'm totally going to go off topic here, but I didn't know like maybe back in the day, popes were given a supplement title like Pope Gregory the Great. Like what do they call their I have other no idea. The awesome the holy, the most holy, the most holiest awesome. I might have to ask Anne. All right. So moving on. So Pope Gregory the Great asked the healthy to pray for the sick. And while many usually responded to sneezes, sneezes and coughs with something like, May you enjoy good health. Like, you know, they're, they're, that's so long winded. I know, but you know, it's in Italian. So I don't know. Maybe it's shorter. <laughs> I don't know. The transit gets lost. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but, you know, they would say something to people, kind of like, God bless you, you know, trying to, Anyway, I just shorten it to bless you. Bless you. But he ordered that they say a more urgent God bless you. Like he wanted them to give him like a little blessing, but quicker because so many people were sneezing and then dying. So he's like, you know, I, I love your may you enjoy good health, but you need to hurry it along here because that's not going to bless them quick enough. And if you sneezed when you were alone, the Pope recommended saying a prayer such as God help me. Because if you uh. sneezed when you were alone, you you were toast, I guess. Yikes. According to this sixth century plague that was going on so another one that you mentioned that 
kind of is superstitious, but I don't really believe it. A black cat crossing your path is unlucky. But is it? I mean, but is it? Is it? I don't know. I lived with a black cat. You know, Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. So, but then again, I don't know. He constantly was trying to kill me. Like, he would always. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was like, every time we would come up and down the stairs, where was he? Trying to he run was... in front of us, I think, to trip us up and make us fall down the stairs. I like think he just wants, I think he just wanted attention. I think he was trying to kill me. But anyways. May, was it unlucky? No, because I love that damn cat. I love that. He was our podcast. Right. But many cultures believe that cats are powerful omens, but it's mixed on whether they're considered good or evil. Ancient Egyptians revered all cats. So a black cat crossing your path would be considered good luck. Yeah. But in the Middle Ages, many people in other parts of Europe believed the opposite. They thought black cats were the familiars or companions of witches and even witches in disguise. A black cat crossing your path could also be a sign that the devil was watching you. The pilgrims believed that this was truth you know this was right. the sign of a witch and when they came to america it probably explains why black cats and witchcraft are commonly associated with one another to this day like they brought that belief system with them that has just filtered down over the ages have you seen bang coon kittens i have oh my god i think i want a bang coon God, do you know those things can get up to like 30 pounds? That's why I think I want a Maine Coon. <laughs> <laughs> like, give the fucking dogs around for the money, and Flynn needs a friend. Does he, though? Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. There's one thing that I've always gotten myself into has been animals. That's always you been are a thing. Correct. Anyhow, I'm on Anyhow. to the I'm on to the last one, number seven. Lucky number seven. Number seven. You've gone through seven already. Six. And this is the seven. It is the seven. Dang. All right. So tell me the seven. Okay. Is it lucky or unlucky? Number thirteen. I think lucky. Thirteen, though. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. 13 is one of my favorite you're numbers. You're like automatically, you don't even hear the number. You're like, lucky. <laughs> well, seven, here's my favorite numbers. Seven, 13, 21. Those are my top three yeah. favorite numbers. Really? Yes. yes. Huh. Interesting. Seven, yeah. Yeah. So when you said seven, I'm like, that's already one of them. And you're like, 13. I'm like, that's already one of them. Right. Wow. It's always interesting I to hear other people like... Numbers are one of those things that's like, to me, seem random. They are. Right? And I cannot tell you why I like 3, 7, or 13. Right. Or I I couldn't tell you why, like, why I like 6 or 18. Like, that's so weird. Like, if I have to pick one or 
a number with two numbers. Like you would think if you've already picked six, like the next number would have a six in it. But I like the combination of the one and eight together. Like there's something about 18 that just appeals to me. So weird. When I ask somebody like, what's your favorite number? And they give me a number. I'm like, why? You know, I mean, minus six. Why would yours be like five? That's a stupid number. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. But it's like, it's not any more stupid than my six, but I mean, and it's so personal. <laughs> it really like your is. Your favorite number is so personal. And like you said, you ask people why it's their favorite number and they, they don't really have a reason. Right. But most people have an aversion or a fascination with seven and 13. Like there's no <laughs> in between. Like people either love it or they're like they're either like it's lucky or it's unlucky. So for 13, I have no idea about 7. That's like that's a whole other ball game. But the fear <laughs> of the number 13 actually has a name. Like Does there's a really? name for the fear of the number 13 and it Really? Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. Interesting. A Nordic tale tells how 12 gods were invited to the city of the gods, Asgard. Loki, the god of strife and evil, showed up uninvited, changing the number of the attendees to 13. When the other gods tried to kick Loki out, the god Baldur was killed during the ensuing struggle. So after that, the Scandinavians' dislike of the number 13 spread through the rest of Europe. It was then reinforced by the Christians with the story of the Last Supper when the 13th guest at the table, Judas, betrayed Jesus. Really? Yeah. So you've got, you know, Nordic gods Combined with a Christian story of Jesus, you combine those two and like 13 has just received the stigma of it's totally a bad number. Like 13th of anything is going to be bad. But there's even for hotels, there's not a 13th floor. It goes from 12 to 14. Exactly. One of the places when we went to San Antonio... That's hotel. Yes. The hotel be an old hospital. Yes. And they didn't have a 13th floor for that exact same reason. Fun fact, even though many people, many people think that 13 is an unlucky number, there is no statistical evidence to prove that it is. Like there's nothing in that you can Google that says, oh, this happened 13 times and this bad thing happened or this 13th of this, you know, happened and then it was bad luck. There's no statistical evidence of that whatsoever. Well, that's good because I hate to think that 
on top of breaking mirrors and having a favorite number of seven and 13 <laughs> contributes <laughs> to the shit luck that I always have. <laughs> right? Right. And, and I, I begin to think like, damn, I'm doomed for the rest of my life by the things that I do like. Yeah. Oh, Those goodness. Were good. I can't believe we never have done a superstition story. We have not. So yeah, I mean, it was eye-opening for me to realize that I do so many of these things that really have no basis in modern day life. Like there's no reason for it. We do it out of habit and tradition. Like you heard it from your parents who heard it from their grandparents who heard it from their grandparents. Everything that I talked about stems from hundreds of years. So it's not like your great, great grandparents started this and just said, oh, this is this is something that's been passed down years after years after years. And that's kind of cool. Let us know what superstitions you believe in. And if there are superstitions that we have not mentioned that are popular Write in and let us know what like superstitions like you follow and something we, something we didn't mention. I I know there's the whole don't walk under a ladder, pick up a penny. Yeah, but what else is there out there? There's gotta be others. there's more. I like coming into this, I could think of a a hundred different ones, but now that I'm sitting here talking to you, I can't think of one. I think you I think you did a a great job. I was. Interesting. I can't believe we didn't do superstitions before. Great yeah. job, Risha. Thank you. Great so. job. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Room for thought, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it makes you think, why do I do that? Right. Right. And honestly, I can't tell you why, except <laughs> that I just know that that's what you do. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's it's just a thing you do. So anyhow, anyhow, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, like what you hear? Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. For more about this episode, check out our website at boozybanterwithfriends.com or connect with us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.